Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spokes, what's up? What's going on? Happy Friday. Happy How Friday. are you? I know. Actually, like, it's crazy because, like, my Fridays are technically, like, my Mondays. Um, yeah. Because I don't have, like, any work or client check-ins on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, Jesus, I just love a good Tuesday or Monday. But, yeah, it's it's a Friday for the norm. The common people, the common folks that have the weekend off. For the normies. <laughs> yeah, but actually, um, I'm not working at the hospital tomorrow, which is interesting. I usually work every Saturday, but um, yeah, there was no extra shifts this week. So I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I do have like some schoolwork um, since I am going back for my bachelor's and then um, probably get like a delt lift in. Burn nice. my belt out. Um yeah, I think that's it. I think it's supposed to be really hot. It's been really hot this whole entire week. Like it's been like, at least in Ohio, and I'm sure even worse all over the other states. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been like 90 here and they've had like heat advisories. And like, I didn't even know because like I, it's like this whole week, I've just like constantly lost my phone. Like I just leave it places. It's just like not a priority to me right now. Like I have no idea where the fuck it is. So I was like out on a walk and I come back, like it was like noon and one and I'm like, okay, like I know it's pretty hot out, but I guess there was like a heat advisory and I was like, oh my God, I got back and I was like fucking dead. I ended up taking like a little mini nap before I had to like go to the gym and go to work and do some other things in the evening last night. So I was just like, fuck man, should not be out um, when there's a heat advisory, but I was. Um, So today, yeah, I'm just going to try and... um, hang inside and maybe just walk on my treadmill in the basement because it's nice and cool but how are you how is your week how's um the heat I guess in in your state yeah for sure I think that's so cute 90 degrees and you have a heat advisory it has to be like triple digits and then on top of like a heat index for Charleston to be like hey you probably shouldn't go outside because like it's just 90 it's just that's just what it is and like (laughs) like you either go outside or you fucking don't and so like this morning before it does get like like hot as satan's ball sack like i went ahead and mowed front and back and then it was even raining while i was mowing so that was fun and i have like a little push mower that's not self-propelled and i have Mm -hmm. a third of an acre so like instead of my morning walk i mowed at like 6 a.m so i'm sure my neighbors fucking hated me but i needed to mow i needed to weed whack my shit and then blow off my driveway because we'll be going to tampa on Friday and my yard like needed fucking mowed. So I was like, well, <laughs> guess what we're doing today? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So then I mowed my shit and then I answered all of my athlete check-ins and it's just now 9am and I'm recording a podcast. So we're feeling productive as shit. Yeah. It's a pretty dope morning. Honestly, for me, like I'm not too bothered by the heat. It's the humidity. I can't stand. I think I got that from living in Florida. Yeah. Like like yeah like I like I said I didn't even know there was like a heat advisory like I felt okay walking and when I came back I was just like exhausted because my body was like that probably wasn't a good idea but um it like wasn't intolerable like even on days when it's like not um 
like super sunny out or like hot, but if the humidity is like 5,000%, I can't, I can't handle it. I literally just, I don't know if it's like PTSD from Florida, but I like, I can't breathe. It's thick. I feel like my body, I feel like I'm like in a fat suit and I weigh 700 fucking pounds and I'm so dramatic about it. But, um, yeah, so that's just like my, um, thought process on like heat and heat advisory and how I know it's like not as bad as like you know um no I get it I get it Charleston you live in a swamp it's just what it is right and it's like you you go swimming every time you step outside so that's just yeah it is what it is um but yeah I actually haven't been training since Monday because like I just like have been pushing so hard these past 16 weeks of this growth phase that like my body hit a wall like I woke up and I just hurt Right. And I had my free meal on the weight was the scale was up four pounds, which that's not like a big deal, especially because I have sushi. And even though I don't like use soy sauce and shit like that, like it's still a lot of carbs and a lot of sodium, um, especially from like the fish and shit. And then like the next day it didn't go down, but I still felt just as achy after training and stuff like that. And I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Like I cried and I only really cry if like one, I'm super sad for like, you know, death of a family member, or if I'm angry, you know, I do that angry girl cry where you're like angry tears. I don't know if you do that, but I do. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to cry all day for no apparent reason. I couldn't think for shit. I couldn't speak for shit. Like I didn't want to walk in the morning and you know, I love my morning walks. So I was like, okay, well, you're not going to be training until you feel like you get over this. Right. So I've been trained since Monday. So I'll get back at it tomorrow. But uh, I also strained my inner back. So like, you know, the back, like not like your lat or anything, but like, you know, the deep muscles of your spine that kind of like allow you to, to do some movement and stuff like that. Well, doing this kind of hurts. So twisting to the left kind of hurts a little bit. So yeah, I think I like fucked that up when I was squatting 300 pounds last yeah. Saturday. So I've been kind of nursing that, but we'll get back at it tomorrow because I'm ready to to go back and throw some some weight around. But dude- I just, I was, I was in some type of way. I was in some type of shape. Yeah. Like it's definitely hard. Like, but it's like good to know that like over the last, like, you know, 16 weeks that like you pushed that hard that you like needed to pull back. Bro, that's what Eric said. And I was being a little bitch about it. I was like, I need to make this last, you know, cycle of my growth phase productive. And he's like, dude, you've pushed your body so fucking hard that like now it's telling you to break. And I was like, oh. I didn't think about it like that. So like, dude, you were so right. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to be like mentally like fucking when you're so used to like doing your routine and, you know, making yourself a priority and putting yourself first and having all of these things in place that like align with your goals. So it's kind of like, fuck, now I feel like I'm not as, you know, adequate or, um, you know, we just kind of like can feel down about ourselves. Like at those times, like I know for me, um, kind of a different scenario, but when I was like recovering from my Hashimoto's, like I got pulled from the gym for 15 weeks. Um, and that was hard, you know? Um, but I was training all the way up until that point and we just saw so much inflammation and it was like, and I was only training three to four RIR, but like I couldn't recover, um, because of my health, because of my gut. So, uh, yeah, like it, it's like fucking hard, but it's like one of those things that's like, Hey, like, you know, in order for us to get where we need to be, like, we have to take these steps back. And like now, like I know for you, like it's, it's probably harder because you, you, like you said, in the last 15 weeks, like you haven't really had like an off week, like me, I know myself, like every like six to eight weeks, like I need like a week off. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if it's just like, the, like, I 
the way that I train or like whatever it is, but like, I will get to a point where I, yeah, like, uh, same thing. I'm so sore. I get like mental fog. Um, I actually usually get, um, this rash on my hands and that's when I know that my body, yeah, I think it's still part of like my gun or something, but yeah, I get like, it's right around like my thumb and index finger. Um, I'll get like this little red, um, bumpy rash and it's itchy. And, um, the minute we pull me out of the gym, pull cardio, um, you know, just kind of relax, get really good sleeping. Like I don't pick up any nursing shifts. It goes away in like three or four days. My body feels so recovered. So like, that's kind of like my body's response is like, Hey, you're overtaxed and you're doing too much. Um, and you know, I, I do think it's like weird, but, um, as far as like me, like I know like every six to eight weeks. So I've become like more accustomed to having to take those, those necessary breaks. Whereas like you, especially with someone that was like in a growth space and it's like the last week and you're like, shit, I want to hit it like a fucking grand slam every fucking day. Or God damn it, that's ain't that the truth. Seriously. I'm like my whole life's a grand slam. So if I got to take a break, like whatever. <laughs> Bitch, just call me Denny's. Right. Aren't, aren't they the, the grand slam people? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. My God. Is there even Denny's around? Like I used to go there in high school all the time. Like we used to like smoke our marijuana and like skip fucking third period and go get, yeah. Like the grand slam at Denny's. I remember this one time side note, we were sneaking out and like running out the back doors and like jumping in my friend's car. And we like ran one of our friend's foot over with the fucking car. Cause she like couldn't get in fast enough or something. I don't fucking know. But yeah, I was like, that's what we get for trying to fucking skip school. I need you to know something. Have we not met in this age of life in this state that we're living right now? You and I would have not been as close as we are. We would not have been friends. You would have scared the shit out of me. Cause literally like I, this is actually a good segue into our topic. I was such a well-groomed little Christian school girl that like, was like the the angel the sweetheart I would do no wrong I would people please myself to death I was a yes woman and anyone that like was I don't even know like that would go outside of my little box of perfection I was it was scary I was intimidated I was like what do you like you skipping class that gave me anxiety like just hearing you skipping class because I didn't skip for shit I felt bad when I was sick I wouldn't I would only ask my mom to stay home if I was like on death's door Mm -hmm. right like I was just that goody goody and I spread myself so thin you know the type of extracurriculars 4.0 in student council all that other shit to make other people happy and like I thought it made me happy because I was like checking all those boxes getting all those little dopamine hits but damn it, if I didn't realize that it was actually causing me to, to become this person that like, I really wasn't and I spiraled. Right. And it really wasn't even until I would say college that I got out of college. Did I realize that like me people pleasing and being this person and being in this mold that like, I did not feel myself in, that was something I had to really work through because like, I had convinced myself and told myself this lie for so long that like, I believed it was who I was. And in reality, it's like who I am in front of you during this like podcast, that's the real me. Like, yes, I still do the right thing and I want to do my best, but like, I'm not going to do that at the expense of making someone else happy and burning myself out because I am one of those people that like will go because I like to do things 
but then I don't always have the self-awareness to reflect before it's too late. And that's something where I've had to have a lot of rounds of burnout to realize that like, if I people please, and I don't prioritize myself, I end up hurting myself and therefore letting the people that I love down. And that was a big realization and a big, like almost come to Jesus moment when it came to, to this idea of struggling with self-prioritization. So yeah, which is like going to be our topic today, guys, is like prioritizing yourself, like what to do when you can't do it, why you're not doing it, how to do it kind of things. But um, I want to back up for a second here because it's it's funny that you say like you're a a people pleaser, which I am too. I still struggle with that. Um, I think the three main key components for people that struggle with um, self, you know, prioritization is people who are perfectionists, um, people pleasers, and and pretty much control freak type A, which me and Ash are both very like that. But you, it's so funny. I think the context matters a lot here because for you, you're like, wow, like you skipping class and you doing all of that. Like I needed a people please, but like, who did you need a people please? Because for me in those situations, I was people pleasing my peers. I wanted to fit in Mm. with the people on the outside. So you're like, wow, like doing all these quote unquote bad things, like skipping class, drinking Mm -hmm. underage, smoking marijuana um, when it was like super illegal, you know, 10 years ago, um, 15 years ago. Oh my God. I'm like aging myself. Um, I'm trying to think of like how long ago I was in high school. Um, and so it's like, I was, you know, really wanted to be accepted by my peers in that aspect because, uh, my home life was kind of, um, a little bit more strict. Um, my dad was very, um, kind of like get good grades, get all of this. So, um, in an aspect, it's kind of like, oh, that's, that's backwards. Why would you skip class if your dad really cared about like grades and you being perfect and whatever? It's like, because I didn't feel accepted at home. So I wanted to feel accepted in other environments. So for me, I was overstepping my own boundaries Mm -hmm. and just like skipping class and like doing all of these things that not necessarily I wanted to do. And I think that's where, um, it can get a little bit confusing because your people pleasing was like, I had to get a 4.0. I had to do this. And like, those were things I wanted to do because they make me feel good. I liked learning. I liked sitting in class, but I wasn't doing that because of the point, like my priority at that point in time was to people, please other people. And I still kind of carry that over um, into my day-to-day life now um, with having like my own coach and trying to people please him. And, um, as well as like bosses, like anything with like in the work environment with a boss, um, I become very, very, um, people pleasing, but, um, I have worked extensively hard over the last couple of years to, um, work on putting myself first and making that like a, a huge priority because I am someone that is so big on the fact that it's like, yes, it's okay to help people if it makes you feel good and, and, you know, allow that, relationship to to flourish and kind of guide that person as well. But if your cup is not full, how do you expect to pour that water into their cup? There is absolutely no fucking way. Like at some point you're going to have to refill your cup. If your cup is filled all the way to the fucking brim, sure, pour it out, help some people. But when you start getting down to like a third or wherever that uncomfy zone is for you, however much you can tolerate, you have to pour it back up. And when I was working on this journey of like becoming um, myself, my true self, let's, let's call it that. Or on mm. our last podcast, we talked about our pro self, like our, how I label it. Um, I could not pour anything out of my cup. I poured 10 fucking CCs or 10 milliliters out of my cup. I'm like, I had to fill it up. Like I was that selfish in the process of finding myself because I didn't prioritize like who I was and who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, when I started to kind of get into like true self, which I think would be a great name for the title of this, it's, I kind of started that in college when I wanted to start like treating my body better and eating better. That's when I dabbled in veganism, making it sound like witchcraft, but um, I dabbled in veganism um, during college. And I wanted to stop drinking because honestly, like drinking was a big part of my like bad girl phase of how I wanted to like start people pleasing. And so like getting like fucked up and drinking at college, like was how I was people pleasing because I finally like broke through that good girl Christian school mentality. I wanted to be a badass. Cause like, I knew that like a badass was always deep suppressed, but like I always suppressed it because like growing up um, it was a privilege to go to this private school. And like my parents couldn't afford it because they were divorced and stuff like that. But my grandparents valued private Christian school education. So they paid for it. So for me, I didn't want to waste that opportunity, which is why I pushed myself so hard to make the most out of it because I realized that like it was a financial burden because, you know, private school education is not cheap. And especially like with how, you know, that that school was, it was very expensive. And so that's how I people please. But then I realized that like, yes, I love school and I wanted to be smart and always do my best. Like I realized it wasn't necessarily for my own betterment. And then when I went to college, because I was paying for that myself, I also didn't want to let myself down when it came to grades. And I obviously like did very well in school, but I also wanted to still be what I, what I labeled as bad. And so I wanted to go out and get fucked up all the time with drinking and what have you. And then like, I felt awful. Right. And I started to look awful. And then I was, I was conflicted because my major was exercise physiology. Oh yeah. Right. And you're getting fucked up and you look like a potato and it's like, well, how am I going to market myself? if I look like a fucking, you know, water Buffalo. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling someone else who wants to like look fit and be healthy and active. Yeah. You're right. It's like, I was having that inner monologue. So I was like, Oh, why should, if I'm going to like be in this degree, I should take myself seriously. And when I started to respect myself and set boundaries of, Hey, I don't want to stay up and get fucked up at two, three in the morning. I started to lose friends, right? They were like, well, what do you mean we're in college? And it's like, well, I don't feel good and I don't look good and I Mm want to change. And then, you know, you stop getting invited out to things when it's the bars or then even if it's like friend group, just study hangs or whatever, you stop getting invited to those because then you're like viewed as kind of like a loser or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's fine. And it hurt and it sucked, but that's when I started to have this like shift into my true self to be like, well, I want to take care of myself for me. And also like my family is super sick, right? They don't take care of themselves. And I'm like, if I don't do something now, it is going to just perpetuate the the generation, perpetuate the cycle of unhealthy people. And I wanted to change for myself and be healthy and be this fit person that I knew I deserved to be. And that kind of started in college and obviously has such then grown to who I am today but it no longer stemmed from a place of wanting to people please others. It came from a place of wanting to please myself and honor myself. It came from a place of that was once self-hatred and self-loathing to self-love and self-appreciation. And I think that's like the true self-love that people get mistaken. It's not about like accepting your circumstances. It's about like, well, yes, you can, you realize that there are certain circumstances in your life that you can't change, but What can you change? How can you make yourself better? How can you love on yourself? How can you challenge yourself to become your true self, the person that you've always wanted to become, but maybe didn't think you were able to become because of one way or the other? Yeah, no. And I really like that you focused a lot on the the self-love and like um, who you are as as a person like now and like kind of what took you to get there. Because I think a lot of people have this misconception of like what self 
prioritization is or prioritizing yourself or however you want to look at it. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, like, you know, when they're like, oh my God, I need to do more like self-care. It's like completing tasks. So to speak, it's like, let me do something nice for myself, like get a facial. And like, yes, those things can be like soothing for you. Like, you know, let me get a facial, let me get a massage, let me um, meal prep for two days and see how I feel about that. Like, those are all great things. And I know like when it comes down to like bodybuilding and stuff, like we can definitely view that as like, Hey, like that's prioritizing me. I'm making the time for the gym and I'm making the time to eat these healthy foods and do my cardio. And like, that's all about me, me, me. Cause essentially it is. But in my opinion, like when it, you really break down like self priorities, it's like, why are you doing that? Because it aligns with you because you love yourself in that aspect. Like yep. the same thing could be for someone who enjoys going out on their boat and, and taking and shots on like a Saturday night or drinking beer. Like those are their like things that make them feel good. Is it the most healthiest? Obviously not. But in the, in the grand scheme of things, I think a lot of people get caught up in the fact that's like, Hey, like I'm not prioritizing, you know, me eating, or I'm not doing this because they label it as tasks, but essentially it comes down to like self-love, right? Like, do you love yourself enough to, um, eat healthy foods to make you feel this way, right? So is that what aligns with you, right? Because you can go and get, you know, all of these facials, all of these workouts in, but like, if it's not something that benefits you as a person, like you're one going to stop doing it. So then again, like you're not essentially even prioritizing yourself because you're trying to fit a mold for somebody else. And I really want to focus on that too, for like our listeners too. Cause it's like, oh man, like, yeah, I really should prioritize like, you know, like more sleep. And like, yeah, these things are important, but they're more so like tasks. When I really think down to it, it's like, Hey, like, why are you doing these things? Like, why do you want more sleep? Why, what's the reasoning, you know? And then that, yes, like that makes it more, um, you know, meaningful to you. And I also think too, like we talked about, um, like my next point on, on like so much how to, prioritize yourself. I think the biggest hurdle that I see with some of my athletes and even with myself that I saw in the past is, um, I thought like taking care of me in whatever avenue that that meant was selfish. And I, when I, when me and my ex-fiance split up and I moved back home, I told myself for six months, I was going to do nothing but be completely selfish. And that was the most enlightening, fun, happy time of my entire life. Um, I really started to heal in that moment and I look back at it and I'm just like, wow, I wasn't really selfish. I was just finding my true self. I was doing the things that mattered to me that made me feel good. Um, during that time, I actually wasn't with a coach. I wasn't even bodybuilding. Um, but everything that I, did with finding myself led me back to bodybuilding. So I know that this is like a very important part to me and that it aligns with me. But I think a lot of people are like, oh man, like when you start to take care of yourself and when you start to focus on you and when you start to do these things that um, fill up your cup, so to speak, you can really view it as being selfish. And I think even the outside world views it as selfish. Like think about it when you're like, people are like, hey, like, you know, you said like your friends stop asking you to do things like, do you want to go out and drink? And you're just like, no, like I'd rather like study because that's important to me. Or I'd rather go to the gym and lift because that's what makes me feel good. That's what aligns with me and my goals and who I am as a person. And at those times you can kind of be like, oh man, like I do feel selfish. But like I said, like if you're not feeling good, like with yourself and what you're doing, 
and like filling your cup up, you're never going to be able to be there for anyone else. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's really important. Something I want to touch on. I remember I was uh, signing this athlete and she was coming from this, this really bad coach that like talked about prioritizing health, but like she was losing her hair. Her period was a mess. Like her psoriasis was flaring up. Like she was just mentally not okay. And she was having a really hard time. And while I was signing her, I was like, listen, I will work with you and I will help you, but we, I will not work with you for two weeks. So I want you to have a two week gap between ending this contract with your coach before signing with me. And I want you to do whatever the fuck you want to do. If you don't want to track macros, don't fucking track macros. If you don't want to go to the gym, don't fucking go to the gym. Do whatever makes you feel happy. So that way, when we get started, you will have a clean slate. And ever since then, she has thrived. Her hair has grown back. She has no psoriasis flare-ups. In fact, her hair and her whole body, but also her hair, has gotten so good that her hairstylist was like, I've never seen your your scalp this healthy before. And it's not, we're not, I don't want to just focus on hair, but like obviously with her autoimmune disease, hair, skin, and nails, and her gut is a big, a big component of her health, right? But to see just positive improvements in less than three weeks of us actually working together, I know a part of that is yes, good coaching, but also that two week break. Like of just being, just being no coaching, no nothing, just being a fucking person really did help her. And then obviously working together, like a lot of clients, a lot of athletes struggle with this idea of prioritizing yourself because it's selfish and it's really not. And kind of the way that I overcame this thinking is I can either continue to spread myself thin and not take care of myself, which is what I was doing in college, which gets me burnt out and sick. Or I can stick up for myself, set some boundaries and prioritize myself and feel better. And by doing that, have the energy to do things for people and with people whom I love and prioritize too, right? So a a good analogy that I like to give when it comes to kind of like, well, how do you do this, right? Because a lot of the people are like, oh, that's grand and all, but like, what's the secret? How do you actually do that? And there really is no secret. There really is no tips to getting it done, right? If you ask, you know, if you're religious God, if you're not the universe, like whatever you believe in, if you ask that deity for strength, are you given strength? In my worldview, no, you're not given strength. It's not magic. You're not just magically blessed with it. You were given the opportunity to show that you are strong, right? This also applies when you are struggling with prioritizing yourself and setting boundaries, you are challenged every single day with the task of, Hey, am I going to people please, or am I going to protect myself, prioritize myself and give back to myself? You were faced with that every single day by, you know, just common life interactions. Hey, can you pick up an extra, extra shift today? So-and-so couldn't make it yes or no. Well, if I say yes, yeah, I'll have more money, but I also won't have time to eat and I won't have time to train and I'll be tired. And since I'm picking up an extra shift, then my husband and I won't be able to go out like we planned. So it's like kind of picking and choosing what is better for you in the long term. Because I think a lot of the times we're so short-sighted and narrow-minded because like we're just thinking about the right now that we're not thinking of the long-term effects, which is how burnout happens because we are spreading ourselves out so freaking thin. 
Yeah, I was actually, when you were saying that, I was just thinking about that movie. Um, I'm sure you've either seen it or heard of it with Jim Carrey called Yes Man. Yes. Where, um, he just says like yes to everything. And it goes back to say like, hey, like, okay, if I say yes to picking up that ship. Okay, yes, absolutely. Because I feel some type of way about, you know, pleasing those people or I need to do that or I need that money. And side note here, let me tell you one fucking thing. There is no amount of money in the world that's ever going to make you fucking happy. And I strongly fucking believe that. Like, fuck money and i love someone who or i love someone i love like working and i love making money like don't get me wrong but like you said like i can feel myself like burning out i was just telling ash before we got or maybe i said at the beginning of this podcast yeah like i don't have any shifts this saturday and i'm like oh my god like that is is crazy to me because i'm so used to working every saturday and um it's just like one of those things that like if someone calls off like if i go in today and they're like hey can you work tomorrow like I've already like made up that like, no, like I can't. And it's not because I have anything else planned. I just want to sit at home and just kind of relax and, you know, not be um, kind of like rushing around throughout the day. But yeah, I think you have to get to a point where you feel comfortable saying yes or no. Um, because at first, when you start to prioritize yourself and make these decisions for your true self, you can feel an immense amount of like guilt and ick Mm -hmm. saying no and standing up for yourself. Um, and it, it, I think a lot of it too, especially in the bodybuilding world with new athletes and people, um, you can see a lot with, um, I don't want to say like butting heads, but a lot of indifferences when it comes to the athlete and family members. Mm. And it's with especially focused around like food and um, time management, because a lot of people in the world, let's, let's just be real, don't have good time management. So when, you know, this was hard for my family too. It's like, Hey, like calls you up. Hey, can you, you know, come over and want to hang out? Like my mom or my brothers would be like, Hey, like we're having a bonfire right now, or we're blowing stuff up in the backyard. Cause you know, they're fucking hillbillies. And I'm like, Oh shit. Like, I really want to do that. But like, I, you're like dying. I'm just like, so normal. Like, like I was over there two weeks ago and there's a deer in the backyard. My brother just goes inside, grabs a shotgun, starts walking out really slow to the backyard. I'm like, he's really going to shoot that deer because it's eating his pussy willow tree on the fucking property. I'm like that ass serious. It's a Wednesday night. I'm like, okay. Like that's just like normal. Like, you, I like love no that. Can, I, can you adopt me? Just like, just Dude. for a bit. Just yeah. when you come to Ohio, like I literally bring like all of my friends, like my one friend um, who was born in Boston and now she lives in Utah, which are both like Salt Lake City, which are both both like high end, very city like. Um, I brought her to my brother's farm and she's like, what the fuck is this? Like you guys just like shoot guns and stuff for fun. Dude, I'm like, no, I'll bring my AR. We'll have a, a grand of a time. Oh God, he would die to have an dude, AR. It's a, dude, so I know this is like a little side tangent. I want you to get back into your spiel, but literally like. This is how much that I love to give gifts and love on my husband. So I always get some money from my family. And so for my birthday, they gave me some money. And so I took that money and I bought him a Daniel Defense AR for our wedding anniversary. That was a month after my birthday. And I got so excited to buy him this gun. So on my birthday, I already purchased the gun and everything. So on my birthday, we went to the store to pick it up, pay the AFL. And on my birthday, I gave him the gift. I was that fucking excited for him to like have this present. And he was like, it's your birthday. And you gave me a gift. Like that's how excited I fucking get. Just, But that's like your love language. And I know that because you've like, like, I should you not like the first week of like me and Ash, like becoming friends, she like sent me like five Amazon gifts. I'm like, okay, thanks. Like, like she just loves like that reaction of like, that makes her feel good. I do. Um, 
but yeah, like that's like my side tangent, but back to like family and stuff. But it's like, yeah, like it's hard for them to understand that. Or specifically right now, I have an athlete that like every week we check in on Monday and she she started weighing herself on Saturdays. And then she checks in on Mondays because Sundays are her big family days. And they are, um, she is Hispanic. So it's like, her um culture is like surrounded by food and to make all these cooking and things and she said it's really hard for her to kind of voice like hey I don't want to eat this because like that's what they bond over right um and it's hard and it's not so much like hey I'm disrespecting my family and like the family doesn't understand but like another thing too is like it can really make you feel guilty in some type of way when you're trying to be like wow like torn between you know two different things like hey this was the old me every Sunday I used to engage in this but now like I want better for myself and like I said it's really hard with family it's more so easier with friends because you just start to surround yourself with the people that align with you essentially and I think that's how it's supposed to go like in my personal opinion like I cannot hang out with the people I used to hang out with that drink all the time like it's not we're just not going to have the same interests right but like it's like hey like it's hard to be like oh hey like I'm not going to eat with you guys. Oh, well, why not? You're not hungry. You don't like my food kind of thing. And like, you can start to feel that type of guilt. And I was fortunate enough on like the food aspect of thing that like, that's like one thing my family really hasn't bonded over. They're totally okay with me bringing my food everywhere. Um, it's more so like quality time that it's like, Oh my God, like you still like, especially in prep. Oh man. Like you still have like an hour to do your cardio and things like that. So like, you know, and those things, I'm not saying they like come over my family, but I know if I don't do them, that I'm not going to have a good time, like sitting there with my family. And so like, of course, like I had to rework things in order to still take care of myself. Like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to start getting up an hour earlier on the days that I have plans with my family to get my cardio in for that hour or whatever it may be, get all the things done that I need to get done or tell my family like, Hey, like, can we please hang out at like, 4 p.m. because I can't do like noon if I'm rushing around all morning. I don't get my things done because I'm going to be crabby the whole time we hang out and you guys don't deserve that part of it for me. So I think like having that mindset of like flipping and being like, okay, like it's okay to take care of myself. It's okay to set those boundaries that you were kind of talking about and be like, hey, like um, I'm not going to feel guilty because I do need to, you know, take care of myself. And I know the whole time when you're in those situations, because I've been there you feel like shit, not because like you're doing something wrong. Like with your coach, you're like, oh my God, I did something wrong. I ate off plan. I ate all day Sunday. As coaches, like we're just here to educate you and tell you like, hey, to get to your goals, maybe that's not the best idea, right? But we're never gonna be like, hey, you did wrong. You fucked up like X, Y, and Z. Um, but the reason you feel so ick about it is because it's it's wrong within you and you know you want more for yourself um, and you you don't align with those things anymore. And like, that is not prioritizing yourself um, when I look at it and you're like, oh man, like I just feel bad because I really didn't wanna do that, but I was doing it anyways, again, to either- people please, or have this, um, made up, you know, view of being a perfectionist, um, whatever it may be, whatever your underlying, like, um, pull is towards why you lack your putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. I think another good tip on how to apply this is people kind of, they use this excuse and I've used this excuse plenty of time where they feel like they don't have a choice when it comes to people pleasing, right? It's like, oh, I feel like I don't have a choice if I pick up this shift and it's like, but you do. Right. And I, for me, what really helped was the, the ability to recognize ownership over my actions. So when an opportunity presents itself, 
I can say yes or no. And like, I can feel confident that I know how to make decisions for myself to better myself or, you know, whether or not it's to better others. And so for me, it was the idea of accepting that, like, I can control my actions and my emotions and how I interact with the world around me that really helped me to not only lower my stress, but to pick and choose wisely when it came to how I spent my energy, right? Because energy is a currency. Money is a currency. Time is a currency. And, you know, there are some days where all of them, all the boxes are being checked. Like this week, for example, my energy currency in the shitter, right? So what did I do? I didn't continue to spend and withdraw for what I didn't have, which meant I didn't go to the gym. It meant that I didn't mow my lawn when it really needed mowed earlier in the week because I couldn't move, right? It meant that I needed to wait several days in order to have the energy and the motivation and have fun because I do enjoy mowing my lawn and spending time outside. I needed to wait until that bank was refilled a little bit. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that and having ownership over that and those decisions really did power me. And it, it also boosts my confidence because it's like, I get to make these decisions that that essentially better myself. And so when it came to, you know, the, the questions of, Hey, can you do this? Or are you willing to do that? I I sat with those and I thought about the pros and the cons of, if I say yes, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. If I say no, what does that look like? And I actually think about the, the consequence, whether good or bad, and really reflecting upon those choices and not instantaneously saying yes, was really impactful for me. Yeah, honestly, like you bring up a really good point here on like making the choices and like, so I'm, I'm an empath. So like I say that with such negativity, but it's a good thing. Um, So I'm real big on like feelings. Right. Yeah. So um, I am all about like, Hey, um, if I do this, how is this going to make me feel? And it really makes me think about the time when I was binging a lot mm. and I learned this tool. And I think this is really good when it comes to self-prioritization, binging specifically, and any other decision you, you kind of make. Um, you can honestly apply this to anything. And it's like, okay, when you get to the point where you can start recognizing like, okay, I'm just instantly impulsively acting, right? Um, when you kind of have that like, okay, let me take a minute, let me take a breath, which takes some time to first initially develop that. But once you get to that point where you're like, okay, I can pause myself for a second. And what is the next action I'm going to do? Say you're going to binge. Okay. Like I can feel myself anxious. I want to binge. How is that going to make me feel? I always ask myself that, like, how is that going to make me feel? Which is exactly what you talked about. Like, what are these actions going to do for me? What are the pros and cons? Okay. So if, you know, back to our binging example, if I binge, how am I going to feel? I'm probably going to feel guilty, um, emotionally, and I'm going to feel upset. I'm going to feel negative. Physically, I'm not going to feel well. I'm going to be bloated. I'm going to be distended. Um, I'm going to see the scale go up. Um, so in that aspect, it's like, okay, mm, what are, that would be so to speak, the, the cons. That's not going to make me feel good. But what is going to make me feel good? If I'm able to walk away, if I'm able to replace that behavior with something else that that is going to prioritize myself. I'm going to feel strength. I'm not going to feel that physical bloating and all of those things. Um, and I mean, like I said, this applies to, to anything. So it's like when you can get to that point of like, when you're like, Hmm, even if you're like, 
God, should I not go to the gym? Should I go to the gym today? How am I going to feel about it? How am I going to feel after? Well, this week, me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to feel like a fucking boss hog after I go to the gym. This week, Ash is like, I'm going to feel worse because I already feel like dickhole because I'm so fucking sore and burnt out. So should I go to the gym? No, because I'm not going to feel good after it. I'm not going to. And actually, me and Ash talked on the phone this past week or two days ago. And, you know, I literally was like, hey, like if you go to the gym and you have a bad workout, like because it's not going to be a good one because you're physically so fucking sore, mentally so burnt out. You're going to be more upset with yourself because that was a shitty workout. And she's like, yeah. You're right. I'm not going to be happy with my performance. So when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, those are tough decisions to make, but like, you really have to look into yourself and be like, what's going to be more, you know, so to speak harmful and what's going to make me the most happiness. Like, you know, like out of those two situations, like what's going to make me happy. And I really think you can start figuring out like what makes you prioritize things. Like I remember when I was drinking a lot and like you said, you brought up your story and every night I was going out drinking, like guys, like I was like, an alcoholic, so to speak, like I would drink every fucking day of the week and I would drink to the point where I would puke. So it was like, mm-hmm. these things don't make me feel good. So it was like, I remember one night I went in, I was still living with my parents at the time. Um, I had to move back in and I was like crying and I was like, I don't want to live this life anymore. I don't want to fucking do this, but it went so far into the people I was hanging out with. I wanted to please them and I wanted to be with them. And my mom looked at me and she's like, just say no. Mm-hmm. No one is dragging you out of this fucking house to go do that. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And that's when I went on my like six month hiatus of no social media, no nothing, because I think like peers have a really big impact in us, whether it's social media or physically in front of us. And that's when I found out like who I wanted to be, who my true self was. And yeah. it guided me to everything that I am here today. Like I said, like I completely removed everything. I removed bodybuilding, you know, your friend or your friend, your client removed bodybuilding for two weeks and was kind of like, yeah, I did whatever I needed to do. And like, it brought me back to this because I like this because I enjoy this. Like, honestly, I've had clients that are like, they'll be like, yeah, I'm just like in a funk. I don't think this is really for me anymore. And I'm like, okay, let, let first of all, let's break it down. Let's see like what's stressing you out. And they're like, I just don't have the passion. Fine. Take the time, take the time off this next week do whatever the fuck you want to do. Don't track, track, have a drink, go out with your friends every fucking day. Don't work out, go hike a fucking mountain. If that's what you want to do and come back to me and tell me how you feel. Tell me what's going on. And some people will be like, yeah, I just want the complete freedom. And other people are like, holy fuck, I need the structure. I like working with someone like, these are my goals. This is what I want to do. That freedom was like, not it for me. Um, I don't like that. Or some people really enjoy that. And like, there is no wrong answer. The only wrong answer is not putting yourself first and finding out what you like and what you enjoy to do. Yeah. I think a lot of that like burnout, and this is like almost another topic that we could do probably should do, but the idea of burnout is usually because we're so focused on a single task. And as humans, like there's people where it's like, you can pursue personal excellence in only one area, or you can be like a jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. And like I get both camps, but at the end of the day, like you can still love bodybuilding. I fucking love bodybuilding. Like that's not going to change anytime soon. Right. Mm -hmm. But I learned that if I'm only a bodybuilder, that's a problem because Mm -hmm. I like to garden. I like to ride my bike. Eric and I like to go shooting. We like to backpack. We like to, I like to bake. Um, that's something that I did as a child with my mom. Like there are other hats that I wear. And when I burned all those hats for the sake of bodybuilding, I became super depressed. So it wasn't until I like refound those passions 
that I started to thrive even more in bodybuilding. And that's something that I take into consideration with my athletes programming when it comes to their gym schedule, cardio, stuff like that. Obviously contest prep, you know, it is what it is. This is what you signed up for, but especially off season, it's like, go be a person, go, Mm -hmm. go do things because you were not going to get burnt out and you can still have structure and routine, but you can also still like have an untracked meal with your, your loved ones or your family Or, you know, maybe once a week, instead of training, you can go on a bike ride or something like that and not worry about caloric expenditure. You know, like life is meant to be lived and enjoyed too, not just to be productive. Yeah. And that's what I think like definitely applies to like finding your true self, because like you said, like, I think our true selves are like multifaceted. Like, I don't think we're meant to just be one thing and one thing only. Like we are, we have so many entities about ourselves. And like, I think it's like hard for people to explore those and be comfortable with them because of, you know, the acceptance, the, um, perfectionism, the people pleasing. It's like, you know, like uh, one thing about me that I don't think anybody knows is like, I like really fun socks and I like socks that go like way past my ankles and I'll tuck my pants into them. Like, I know that's like, was like a style for a while, but like, I've been doing that for years and I love it. Like, I just love fun socks because yeah, like they make me fucking happy. But like for like a long time, I like stopped. I would only wear ankle socks because I was like embarrassed kind of thing. But like, this just goes to show that like, I was not happy about the things I was doing because I was impacted by something or someone else. Right. Um, And like you said, you know, like some people can be view bodybuilding as that. Um, that it's like, Hey, like we can't do anything else whatsoever. And essentially that's, that's not necessarily always true. I mean, you can't, (laughs) my God, you can't be like a bodybuilder and also like a hot dog eating contest winner. Like those things don't go (laughs) together. Imagine, imagine though, built by weenies. Right. Like I only have like whatever, like 20 carbs today and I'm going to use it all on hamburger buns or hot dog buns because I'm, I got to do my contest, you know, like fuck it one, like half a bun for a whole hot dog. But anyways, um, yeah. So I just think like, you know, the point of all of this is, is definitely, there's a lot of people that struggle out there with, with prioritizing yourself. And I think like, this is going to sound like cliche too, but like you can get like lost in the sauce, no matter how comfortable you are with yourself. And this is pretty much going to be the last thing I'm going to say is you always have to like resorting back to my, my original analogy is like, you always have to remember to fill up your cup Mm -hmm. and sometimes too filling up that cup will change. You know, sometimes you're not always pouring water in there. Sometimes you're like, Ooh, yeah. Like apple juice sounds fun. Like, let me pour that in. Like, that's going to make me feel good. Right. Um, it doesn't necessarily always have to be the same things. And that's what Ash talked about is like, she's like, Hey, like I started gardening this year because I liked it. And that fills my cup up. Right. That makes me feel good. I enjoy having these whole foods. Like that's something that I prioritize that is important in my life that aligns with who I am. Right. Um, like me, I think gardening is cool. Do I want to do it? Absolutely not because it stresses me out fucking more. Right. Do I wish like my neighbor had a garden and I would go over there and water it? Absolutely. But do I want to plant it? Do I want to seed it? Do I want to fertilize it? Do I want to like maybe make a compost pile? Probably fucking not because I know it's going to be stressful. I know it's going to be hard for me and I don't have the fucking time. So it's like you can, and I just know like if I were to do that, it wouldn't align with me. But for Ash, it's like, wow, this is, this fills up my fucking cup. Right. And I think it comes down to just like always staying true to yourself and always always, always the biggest thing. If you take one thing away from this is having that question in your head, like what are the pros? What are the cons? How am I going to feel, you know, 
after I do this? Is it going to be positive or negative? And that'll guide you into everything with, with that you need to do. And people always say like, Hey, like what you want to do, you'll prioritize. And I strongly believe that like, you know, like you talk about getting your steps in as a bodybuilder, like, trust me, if you prioritize that, like, if you want to do that, like you will, and it comes so easy. It literally comes so easy. Just like beginning of this, you're like, yep, I enjoy my morning walks, period. Exactly. Or just be like me and get a fucking push mower and mow your fucking lawn. Like, boom, easy. (laughs) Two birds, one stone. You'll get a billion steps and your lawn will look immaculate. But let's go ahead and recap and end it there. You guys remember just prioritize yourself. Like it takes time. It takes time to receive, you know, the opportunity to practice that, that those boundaries and to implement some, some ideas of self-prioritization, but it doesn't mean that you're selfish. It doesn't, especially if you're a mom, it does not mean you are a bad mm. mom. It does not mean you are a bad mom for saying no. So you can prioritize yourself. So then you're able to give to your family. Right. But at the end of the day, just remember you only get one life and you want to make sure that you're living your life with your truest authentic self, but we'll catch you guys next week. In the meantime, peace. Adios.